Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string and oh, Diamante! Oh, Ole, ole. No, we definitely got the win there. I don't think this is as good as an intro as the first one, but here we are. We're going into the finals, the grand finals to be specific. Welcome back to All Out West, and it's finger guns all around. I'm so excited to purchase my grand final ticket earlier today. On Saturday, West United take on Casey Fields at Amy Park. Who's G'd up? Kelsey, give me an ooh -ah. I am fucking pumped. Let's get on to it. Get ooh-ah. Ooh, ole, ole. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm very pumped, but we've got to quickly go over that first leg. The first leg obviously sets up the second. Let's get into it. Over the last week, starting on the Tuesday, West United took on Melbourne victory in a two-leg final series with Melbourne victory winning the first game 1-0 and West United utterly destroying the boys in blue 4-1 on the second game Saturday. Leading into this final series, Wallace says he wasn't too invested in this in this two-leg mo uh, model. Mm. Would you like to elaborate on that, Wallace? So just going into that a bit further since, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I didn't really, I hadn't experienced a two-leg final series before, so I wasn't emotionally or ready to be invested in that kind of thing and how much extra drama it brings to the, to the game, which it really does. In the Adelaide and City thing, they drew the first game, it was make or break that last game. We had an, had an aggregate battle for ours, which I think really added to it. I remember when we got our first goal, we're like, yeah, it's even playing field now. We can do this. And then Brimmer scored. No, we can't. We're jacked. And then we got another one. It's like, yeah, we're back in this. It, it added so much more excitement to a regular game, especially when we've played victory three other times a season. This would have been our fifth. Mm -hmm. So it's added that extra level of enjoyment to it for me. Well, Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we're going to discuss later, guys, this worked in our favour, but what did you think of the finals model? Did it add a little bit of extra spice? Kelsey? Look, in the end, it worked for me. Look, I know I said last week, you know, it was a bit weird having the home and away league at the same ground for us, for our game specifically, but I think it made it far more enjoyable. Like, how much better was living the wave of that second game? Mm. Look, I... I... <sighs> We'll get onto it for it, like I suppose when we recap the quickly recap this uh, first leg. But personally, I felt like there wasn't like everyone was waiting for Saturday. Everyone knew that that's when it was going to be make or break. So like Tuesday, it's like all right, we sort of got a bit of leeway here, which sort of meant only one of the games still mattered more. But I digress. I thought it'd be more of a money grab. It wasn't. I think it was actually probably the best way to play. I still would only have the semis as two-leggers because you'd hate to have to play four games to get into a grand final when a, te a team might only have to play two. So to make a granny, that'd be unfair. But I, I think it I think it um I think it was an out and out success. And it was something we did used to have as well that it came and in went the so in the early days. So I think it was good to bring it back, especially now that it's sort of also a, a signal that COVID's over and we're back to playing full full seasons of football again. So and as I've said to a lot of people as well, it's it's the kind of feeling that you would get in, in a sort of championship or league one, league two playoff final or playoff semifinal, um, my bad. But yeah, it's that sort of I don't know, there's that nip, there's that grit, there's that determination from the fans, the players, everyone, that if you have gone down in the first leg, 
it's not over yet. You've still got something to play for. And look, it showed. Yeah. I thought it, yeah, just really worked, I think, in the context of everything. Because even the City Adelaide game, that, that, you know, went to the uh, extra time and everything like that. So that added drama and excitement there as well. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. It makes more to play for, and it also gives more fans the ability to watch the games as well. So I think it's a win-win for football fans. Mm. I think um, it definitely – the two legs were great for both both games as well, especially that KG nil all draw from the first leg really let the um, – fr- from the first leg for um, the City and Adelaide semi-final, should I say. Um, yeah, it really led to a great – Finals, semi-final experience for everyone, and it's yeah, built up to this ultimate game that I think everyone's very keen on. It's yeah. kind of the tension I think people refer to when they they talk about wanting pro rel in this country. I think it's mm. that not the, exactly the same, but you know what I mean. It's that you want that added tension of possibly your club getting done, and that I know just that extra bit of I'm going to use the word tension, but it's that extra bit of loss, that extra bit of yeah, you got to perform more. I think yeah, just a big fan. Mm. Look, only downside to it, I think, is that maybe it was played midweek. But as I said, the model, I believe, is based on the championship and semifinals over in England. And um, you look at the the League Cup semifinal, that's a two-legged thing. Um, So apart from that, I think it's, yeah, it's... I I, I don't mind it staying. I think it's... it's, um, a good thing altogether, but I'm, I'm I'm sure that it'll be reviewed over the next season. We'll see how next year goes, and then probably you know the league will make a judgment call from there. But for now, I think for this season, I think it's been a success. I mean, we can talk. <laughs> it's been a success for us, that's for sure. Definitely, we had a great time. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, on Tuesday. The 17th of May, Western United lined up at Amy Park after a decisive win on the preceding Saturday uh, against Wellington Phoenix. Uh, the crowd was 7,295, so not a bad crowd for a Tuesday night, definitely. Um, but you could tell from the get-go, the team was tired. We didn't have as much. We had a quick turnaround. Victory had a lot of time off, and the return of Risden ignited a fire on that right side of the pitch, which helped. But Lockie Wales got in some dangerous areas. Still wasn't nothing in the end. What are you, your guys' thoughts about that? Do you want to go first, man? Um, I I think it was really good. I think it was a good testing ground for us to see what we could do with arguably what we wouldn't have thought our best squad was at the start of the season. But And trialing Dillman's or Halls in that front position as well it was quite experimental. I really liked that. And although we didn't get the win on the day, it was a building block to the next one. Yeah, look, to me, that game was both cards, try, both teams trying not to show their card, all their cards in one go. Both teams were just sort of feeling one another out. Um, I like that we mixed it up and sort of had like a 4 4 2 and was really trying to like stretch the width of Melbourne victory. They were really struggling with that, I found. Um, and, you know, in the end, it, well, I, you know, I thought we played very well considering we were a bit flat at the start, but we grew into the game as it kept going, I felt. Yeah, definitely. I was um, passing in and out of consciousness. I'd just kind of been struck down with the flu. Thanks to Sheck for taking my ticket off me and making sure I didn't blow 30 bucks. Um, <laughs> but from what I did see, from what I do remember, it was a very, very cagey affair, both teams having chances. 
Um, just quickly, obviously, we had the Davidson challenge on Wales. Consensus, just quickly, everyone thinks that's a penalty, yes? Yes, yeah, except a penalty. So. Yeah. I'd say so too. We were, Obviously, everyone's been talking about that all week, so we'll just skip straight through it. Um, so after being scoreless for 74 minutes, Jake Brimmer scored an amazing goal from outside the box. And to be honest, it was schmick as. Uh, although it wasn't the result we wanted, uh, I think it was a solid uh, performance backing up uh, our performance only days prior um, against the Knicks. Um, could have been much worse. Only the one goal conceded. Any final thoughts? Uh, look, was, for me, or Kelsey, <laughs> I'll go. Look, no, nah, look for me. Look, it took a, a what was really a what a, like a world class goal to essentially give them the advantage for the first leg. That that's the mm. first goal Young's conceded in the final series, and not many keepers are stopping that from the position mm, Jamie Young was in. I'm sorry, it was just a pure great finish, and you know I'll take that. If that's the way you're going to go down. You can't sit there and go, you know, it's not like we were outplayed. It was just one brilliant moment. Yeah, look, I was in the crowd and nobody there was upset at that. Nobody really blamed any of our players. We kind of just stood there and said, what can you do? Amazing finish from a great player. Yeah, completely and agree. Into the votes for that, Wallace? No, no, we won't worry about it. We'll just do the final series as a whole. No problem. Let's do it. All right. Cool. Do you want you guys want to keep keep this uh, engine train going? I reckon you should take us into the the big the big meat of it. Yeah, sorry if I got a big dance. It's, uh, I was listening to stabbing today, so that I did use some like words like dissected and stuff in the previous run sheet. So I'm glad you guys passed through that. So, but shout <laughs> out stabbing from Texas, great brutal death metal. Um, now let's on to the fun. Now on Saturday the 21st of May, Western United returned to Amy to take on the Vuck to utter oblivion, like just decimated them. It was great in front of 15,349 people, which is the biggest crowd our team has played in front of since forming. So just a little stat there. Um, Now, this was a well and truly a victory home game with a huge wall of navy blue surrounding our away bay. And the the sound was massive. And it's probably one of the best games I've been to in a a while for atmosphere, even though it wasn't out. Like our, our lads were on point. But again, having that... That back and forth, having just though, like the crowd jump and being excited to that level, it's what the A League's been missing, and I, we don't have that level of fan base yet. But it's it's great to see, and we're still noisy as hell. So, um, but on that note, there was clusters of green and black all around the stadium. Lots of young kids there, which was really nice to see. It's good to see all the people getting excited about Western United. Um, we were all bunkered down and we we're chanting our lungs out. Um, I know Caleb, you had a big innings that day. I think a lot of us had a big beginnings that day. It was um, it was amazing. There were there were people people absolutely everywhere, and people on top of each other. My legs are bruised to bits. Uh, people ending up with drums over their heads. I won't say who that was. People ending up with multiple kids on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was there was a lot of fun that day. That's for sure. And a, a huge a huge range of different people that may have not necessarily gotten into the active support before, but the atmosphere of the day, I think, took over and more and more people throughout the game 
got more involved and ended up being a lot more excited than usual, I'd say, obviously during finals football. As um, someone as someone that uh, unfortunately had to watch that game from home, um, it was great to see. It was obviously very daunting seeing the uh, the big TIFO um, that um, Victory had got going. Shout out to them. That was a, that was fantastic. That was the best one I've seen all season in the A League for sure. But um, you know, especially after the first goal, which we'll get into, it was great to see the active grow and grow on TV and then eventually, you know, overtake victory noise despite, you know, being the, the small boys in the corner, um, you know, making the stadium our own active-wise. And I think that's just, you know, a small percentage. Mm. Oh, um, you know, hopefully I reckon that'll be a third of what we bring to the granny. I don't like pure spectacle-wise on TV. I think it's going to look great but it'll be better in person, so get down to it. Um, just on that would note, you like, in, sorry? I was going to say, would you like to take our experience or should I do it? Who um, would you like? How about we, we interwine? So Kelsey <laughs> and I had a different experience of getting to the, and from the, ga- uh, to the game and getting to the game. Now, Kelsey and I um, got a ride with Scott and his lovely wife and daughter, and due to the amazing to set the scene. Of, so we were. You guys are coming from Ballarat. Come from Ballarat in Thornhill Park. So he's picking me up on the way through. Deer bike, Deer Park bypass is shut. Trains, not like there's coaches replacing trains. We finally get to the city, and we are stuck, not even over that bridge towards that stadium precinct. I don't know the street name, Kelsey. Jump in there, you know street. That's the bridge just before you know John Kane Arena and Rod Laver and that. Correct. That there was a Vixens game on. Dreamtime was on. We could not get a park. We drove around the whole MCG. All the, the, the entrance to the ground are closed. Their parking was closed. We ended up po- parking like near the Forum, I think it is, across from It's Fed the Square. car park, yeah, opposite Fed Square. Yeah. So we ended up parking there, legging it there. We make it around the 65th minute. And I remember walking in and being like, oh, wow, that's a lot of like a lot of noise because we come in the Victory Active side of the North Terrace. It's loud. It's booed. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. We get to our end. We walk through, I think it was um, the the 12th Bay, I think it was in the corner. We walk through and it's just booming with this massive Western. And, and you just like, it, it was really one of possibly one of my favorite memories now of Western United. It's, it's like that, the first game we played, um, preseason game, it was just amazing. It was electric to see that many people there, enthused. It was one all at that time. We saw the first um um, the first two goals, I looked at, I was in like a back of it at a seven seat Tarago. So I was looking through a keyhole to a screen up the front. So it was, it wasn't great viewing, but it was pretty intense. That photo you got of that. <laughs> yeah. I sent you, I'm like, Hey guys, hope you're having fun. Check out my viewing. Um, Cause I forgot my Paramount plus password. Uh, amazing. Uh, but yeah, such a great game day experience. Uh, Kelsey, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Um. Just the emotions of Scott when you know we scored, then when they scored, then we scored. That was a roller coaster and a half. Yeah, and we had that in a car waiting in traffic. Like we're like swearing at no one. Uh, (laughs) Get far! I want! I want to get there. um, We were across the road from Amy Park. It's stuck in traffic to park at that the one where the like is that the Kane something Kane Arena? John Kane Arena. Yeah, we were like waiting out the back, and like we'll cross the road. We're like. Yeah, so it was it was a big day, big day. But um, so enough about how our day was. 
on the back of leg one results, I thought it may have been, well, this is still about me to be honest, but still uh, maybe uh, more, a more even affair, but with Prio scoring the first goal in the 18th minute with that great header from Connor Payne, I was like, giddy up. We're back in this. How electric was it in the stadium that day, Lev, when that first goal came through with Previch, noting that he did have a, a bit of a dodgy shot a couple of minutes prior? We were ecstatic. And at that point, I know it probably I probably got a bit ahead of myself, but it worked out in the end. But I just felt from that point onwards, we were going to win. Even once Jake Bremer scored that amazing feeling, I just still, beforehand, coming into the game, 1-0 down, a little bit of doubt. You, you have to expect that, but there was just something about that goal and the way that the goal was scored, the lead up to it, the cross that he had no right to get his head on that. He was stuck right in between two players, but he was in the perfect position. And it just, it sent our fans into raptures, quietened theirs down for a little bit too, which probably gave the players a bit more confidence as well going forward in the rest of the game. So while we're on that goal, obviously I had my um, – I was parked about uh, six inches from my 55-inch TV, um, POV, your me watching the finals. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a bit closer than six. Yeah, well, I was very close to the TV. I had a, obviously a great view of that. And you see Dylan Wenzel Halls make a run, which actually slightly drags the defender that would have been in front of Previc. So it's what Wenzel Halls does and doesn't do in that goal that leads to Previc being able to get his head on it. Still a great finish, still a great ball, but there's three players involved in that move, just, just looking at that, and that's something Dylan Wenzel Halls did all day was drag players away from Previc and allowed him to play his game. And it, they, they finally, finally shone through together as a strike partnership today. That was the first instance. And yeah. that's why complete confidence as well. I have complete yeah, Dylan Wenzel Hall's off-ball movement for that whole game was second to none. He, he dragged people. He, he just made positioning a nightmare for victory all game. And he was an absolute cunt. <laughs> he, <laughs> he played like an absolute prick, which isn't something he does all too often. But he did it against victory and with great effect. He was a... One of those in and under. He was like a tick on the underside of the victory defense, just doing enough to piss them off and get them uncomfortable, <laughs> uncomfortable enough for the them. for the lion previch to come in for the kill. So, yeah, it, it, it was um, a job well done from Dylan Wenzel Halls. Yeah, starting with that first Look, goal, it was so well done. It made me appreciate hyphenated surnames for a brief moment because <laughs> we all know oh, how I hate them. Yeah. Oh. Wow, that's a big one coming from you. Like, I have to appreciate hyphenated surnames because of his just shithousery that whole game, off the ball movement, just everything he did that game. Now, guys, I don't alarm you, but hyphenated surname appreciation. Surname is part of the shithousery. <laughs> it's Can all I spell that right. Mind games. Anything with hyphens, hyphens is shithousery. I think we've come to know that already. I'm just going to, I'm going to, that's now saved. That's going to come up yeah. anytime you say anything nice about uh, Dylan Wenzel Halls, uh, Kelsey. Well, there'll be some more coming. Yeah, it's ready to go. It's, it's ready to go. Now, oh, sorry. Just went out of my browser. Um, so it's just, I got too into that banner then. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now we, 
we went into that, like we always spoke about Jake Broom's goal. Again, he's had a phenomenal season for victory. He's been very crucial to them being such a dominant force and props. They played really well now. But again, um, world cl- another world-class finish where like not many keepers are stopping that too. So both goals conceded across both legs and all goals conceded in the final series have been, you just sit there and you go, well, what can you do about those goals? The only problem I had with that is that is that Leo let himself get away and give away that free kick in a gift of a position. And Leo has been great all season and he should know that, you know, you've got Brimmer and Davidson over the ball. You've even got Rojas. He can take a free kick. There's three of the best free kick takers in the league you're playing against and you've just given them... Even Economides ain't bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wasn't on, but, you know, you yeah. can... You, you, you've you got so many good free kick takers there and you've given them pretty much, you know, the whole goal to, to shoot at. So Yeah, probably real estate. Yeah, I was really pissed off with that from Leo. I thought we're going to concede from this now. And we did, so that was probably negative manifestation from me. But um, at the end of the day, you can't be too critical because it's not as similar as giving away a strike as failing to stop them scoring a goal and screwing up in the box or something mm-hmm. like that, making an error error like that. So on a different on a different day, he wouldn't have scored it. On this day, he did score it, and props to him. It's giving away a straight up penalty, a la Josh Risden. Wow, I oh, am yeah. about that. We'll talk about uh, that in a minute. <laughs> uh, let's go. So it was all square at halftime in the 49th. No, that was pre- before halftime. Tra- it was before halftime. Was, after, was that before no, halftime? Before halftime. It was before halftime. Okay, he on, was the on. one watching at home. So I'll trust his Dude, yeah. So, so Yeah. Um, it was definitely before halftime. Sorry to cut you off there, Wallace. But um, you go, yeah, you it was go. probably with about Apologies. five. Five minutes to go before halftime. Um, big air swing from Rizdo. Uh, I think it was Marjotta. Was that his name? It wasn't Marjotta. I'm not 100% What's sure. He? I can't remember his name. But it was one of their big centre-backs who'd, who'd gone up forward. Oh, centre-back. Miranda, I Miranda. Think. It was Miranda. So he's clipped the back of Miranda to what I'd say 95% of people would say is a penalty that was checked a very long time after the event by VAR and actually not given. So a lot of people saying that should have been given, me and a grant, and I think <laughs> like 95% of the crew would say that I should be given. I believe it should have been given. It's and, um, however, it's almost like, you know, they're getting us one back for last week. So I was going to say, you take away our one, you take away their one, everything's per- balanced perfectly as everything should be. Exactly. It, it, it evened out. Hmm. And look, 100%. was Alex King our referee on Tuesday? Because if he was, then maybe he was yeah, atoning for himself. Well, yeah, all, all I'm saying is that's just um, looking at VAR. All I can, the only way I can not possibly give that is saying that Risden's not facing him and he's run into the back of Risden's legs. But I couldn't even say that. That's, that's like, that's me it's reaching for it. It's, for me, it was a definite penalty and we were lucky to get away with that before half time. But um, after we go into the break. Got the uh, just to clarify, um, on Saturday we had Alex King, and on the Wednesday, uh, the Tuesday game we had Ali Reza Fagazi. Ah, okay. Uh, so so they were swapped over because yeah, yeah. yeah. I, anyone, I don't know. Yeah, that was just a little bit of a hypothetical, but mm. look, it, 
football, these things happen and things tend to even out in the end over the course of the season. That's okay. Now let's keep moving on to the halftime since we bring it up. Uh, so Previch managed to get a brace with his 49-minute uh, goal, which was just a solid shot, dived in. The commentator actually said it was an own goal, which is pretty funny because it was just that much movement. Yeah. He slid in, just got a little... But he's seeing it live in the moment when he said that. He hasn't got the hindsight of seeing the replay till after he's seen the replay, though. Yeah. Of course, of course. It was just, it yeah. was just a little, yeah, little nah. note for the thing. I know, it was funny, but, though. But how much did that go on? Had a better, I think the people in the crew had a better yeah. idea that it was Prio who scored it and had a better position to look yeah. at it than the commentator did from well, where he was. Well, uh, it almost did take a touch off the defender, but you can definitely see Priovic get a full foot to that to that ball. And obviously, it's it's hard to see. It is. Yeah, see things. But, yeah, it's definitely Priovic's goal. And Wenzel Hall's probably what with, a his, ball. with the best ball he's ever played in his life. That was a perfect curler, something you'd expect to see out of Diamante. Hyphenated yeah, appreciate that hyphenated surname right there. Put some respect on it. <laughs> I've got another appreciation one, which isn't even Wendell Halls, but it's, that, that banner's going to have to pop, pop but, up a little bit later on in this conversation. But um, just, just quickly as well, I couldn't believe this until I heard it uh, after the game. That was Priyavich's first ever brace for us. He's only yeah. ever scored single goals yeah. for us before. So yeah. I, I couldn't believe that. Like um, a player that's only getting better and better um, as he's coming into this squad. Funnily enough, I listened to the post-game interview and he said something along the lines of, it's great that I'm starting to get to know my players really well now. So he's <laughs> only getting better and better as the season's going on. But not just that. The fact that he has scored a fair few goals for us this season and hadn't scored a brace up until now, that shows a level of consistency which, honestly, mm. I would prefer than a brace every third week. I'd prefer him to score one two weeks out of three. Well, just to put in perspective, he's played 12 goals, 26 games played, 23 starts. Mm. Not bad. Not bad for a first well, season in the new league. A few assists as well, if mm. you remember when he first started yeah. off. Um, I think he assisted a couple before he scored. Yeah. Yeah, Ultimate A-League doesn't have that info, but... uh. That's what I got up on my screen. But, right. yeah, I think he's been a phenomenal signing. And we've got him next year as well. He's on a two-year deal. So he's only going to get better. And this forward line with Dillman's or Halls, him, Wales, and Payne, that is beastly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, yeah, it's a gigantic well, like, one. Jay even just saying before that he's loving that he's knowing to get his players better. It shows that he's in for, look, at least next season and maybe longer. Mm. Yeah, he's invested. I reckon it'll be golden yes. boot contender, like top two golden boots next year. Easy. Yeah. Let's hope so. Not to mention um, playing without um, – pl- at that point, we were playing with uh, Skatardis, a more defensive-minded midfielder, in, uh, rather than Lustica. So, um, you know, we didn't have as much of that um, attacking mind in the midfield to help those front three players. But nonetheless, we found ourselves uh, drawing level. I think the fact. Let's talk about Skatardis. Actually, let's go to that. uh, Again, I've been talking very highly Skatardis. Talk about someone who is really bringing it to that next level. Like, remember last season when he got a go on his birthday in Ballarat and had like got pants, and we like Mm. this. He's a player that is genuinely progressing. He's learning. He's doing better, and he's taking advantage of this shot he's had. 
And he's still like, quite young. He is still yeah, quite young. He could be a long-term player for us. Like, he's not – like, he's one of our own. Like, Exactly. He's, had, he's been there from almost the get-go, I believe. Maybe – I think he came in, what, halfway through since the, the beginning. season? Um, well, he played 16 games in season one. I think he came in – he wasn't there right at the start, but he came in he not long after. Early. He yeah. was He was there or thereabouts. So he's he might have been a youth player. He's essentially a foundation player. I, 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 think, I believe he um, did – I think we signed him somewhat early into the start of the season, within yeah. the first five rounds yeah. of our first season. So he's, he's still a foundation player. Mm. And, at somebody, and look, we love our foundation players. Obviously we do because – We've only supported the club for three years, like everybody who has. And the fact that we still do have a fair few of those blokes that have bought into the project from the start, love what's going on at the club, and have actually progressed themselves and progressed the way that the club wants to go. It's amazing. It's it's the kind it's the kind of emotion that you want to see from players in a football club because that's the kind of emotion that the fans have. Hundred percent. It's it's really nice seeing that those things start to come to fruition, in my opinion. Mm. And just moving on to next. So again, we've talked about when Kelsey and I got to the game, which was around the sixty-fifth minute. In the seventy-eighth minute, after some really tense, tense plays, uh, presses from the Vuck, Lockie Wales, the legend, right foots one in and runs up the terrace, and it just erupts. There were people. There was some of our people on the field. This was like we bum rushed the show a la public enemy. This was this was such an intense moment. There was bass drums, people carrying bass drums. The flags were swinging. This was just a chaotic moment, and pro- probably very iconic. I was standing next to you, Kelsey, in the middle of the of the terrace at the time. It was freaking mental. It was. How, I can take, your, I'm trying, you go. You go. So first, this is my we'll this is my thing. So I don't know if you recall, but as Priyavich heads it down, I turned to you and say, "This is about to be a goal." And then, sure as hell, Lockie Wells buries it. Anyway, there's raptures going on around. All of a sudden, I can't breathe. I'm thinking, "What the fuck's going on here?" Someone, one of the lads who was standing up on the chairs, and grabbed my hoodie and was using it to balance. So I'm like being hung from my hoodie. Wallace <laughs> is trying to drag me, so it's going against the hoodie. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to breathe and shit amongst it all. Like trying to get your fingers in my neck. Just going up in the raptures of it. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. Funny that because I said exactly the same thing to Mitch right before the goal happened. I said, here's a goal. We're going to score again. Two, three, four seconds later, bang, turn around. Everyone. I would show my legs, but I'm a little bit self-conscious. But, God, I am banged up after that game, guys. It is. It was intense. It was crazy. There were... You can't explain it. I think everyone was suffocating. At least I think everyone was suffocating at least a little bit. Yeah, the collective was, emotion was amazing. Ah, oh, and I've I've even had people that I've spoken to, other friends that watch the game, people at work that have seen my stories, all other people's Instagram stories, photos. They thought I was in England. The vibe was that good that they said, "What are you doing here at work today?" I thought you were in England. That's that's how that's how intense it actually got. You see how they celebrate overseas. We celebrated like that, and I'm really really proud of all the fans for celebrating like that, and the players, and just and it looked it's just the whole account. It looked fantastic on TV, and um, 
I was I, I thought God, I wish I could be there right now, you know, getting everyone getting in and amongst it with everyone, but like um yeah uh, you didn't want still, you didn't still, want to get everyone cooked for this week yeah, coming up. But the beauty of it was I had I had a front row ticket seat for that goal and the ball from Kilkenny it being inch perfect, perfectly cushioned down from um Creo and Payne Creo, yeah. Even though, oh, sorry, not pain. Even though when Wales hit it, it got deflected and went in. That was going into the other top corner. So if yeah, that does get deflected, it's still, it's going, still going in, in regardless. That is going one top corner, one corner or the or the other. And you know, I I leapt up on the on the back fence and was celebrating out to the open field behind where I live. <laughs> um, I was running around. I I called my dad and went up watching the rest of the game with my dad who doesn't follow soccer on the phone, he ended up jumping ship and, and saying, screw you know, Storm. screw Melbourne Storm, I'm going for Western tonight and end up watching the rest of the game pretty much over the phone with me. And, like, yeah, it, it just – it was – that was absolute delirium after that third goal. And that's when I thought, wow, we really could be on here because I thought – I honestly thought at least we can I, – I, I thought at that point we're at least going to win it you know, in penalties, yeah, in penalties if victory because victory now have to throw everything at us to get this game back, and they did, mm, and they didn't get it back. Sorry. They did. <laughs> they threw everything at us, and that's what happens towards the end of the game. Hey, Wallace, what was your experience of that goal? I was pretty ecstatic. Um, yeah, it was just it was chaos. I haven't had had any, that exhilarating of an experience like a mosh, mosh pit. Like it would, that was the kind of vibe. It was really good, but also very... It's probably a Canadian mosh pit. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? That was a bit uh, Midwest, but it was just it was just a fun experience. The joy. There's so many good photos from that. It was such a, I think, a defining moment for our club and us as supporters to have that, like, have such an iconic an iconic moment. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. It was just... That's one of those things we're going to look back on. It's like the first game, seeing this happen. It, yeah. I so many moments. say it's my favourite ever experienced with the club yeah we've had a lot we've had a lot of intimate experiences we've had a lot of wins we've had a lot of losses which have still been good experiences to have as well different sort of events this was the best the absolute best and the other thing i want to add is this was a club defining game this is a game you know you look back on as supporters or as a club 10 years later and you go this was a key moment in the development of the club and where it goes. And the identity of battling, of yeah. coming back from behind. The 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 working like class. The, yeah. Death or glory. Let's let's do this. You know what I mean? It, I think it's yeah, it, it it just embodies the whole perception of this club and what it stands for. Because people are always like, Oh, it's the words what it's there for. But it is, it's hard working and it's yeah, it's community driven. There that's what I think this club stands for. But Jay or Kelsey, you got anything to add? Not for that goal. I think so, we've all covered that really well. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep going. Now, five minutes of extra time was added and it ended up being about 10. And there was a potential penalty which kind of pushed that forward. I don't want to go into the nitty gritty of it, um, but it felt like an attorney in the stands. Do you guys think the ref was taking the piss. 
from what I saw at home, no, because there were a lot of stoppages in that extra time. So um, I think it, the game went maybe a touch too long, maybe an extra 30 seconds too long, but it wasn't an egregious amount, um, especially after, you know, there were, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, but um, the final goal of the game definitely added a little bit on um, with those celebrations. So um, I, I, I thought, I thought honestly, botched penalty towards victory aside in that first half, thought it was a very well ref game. He kept his cards in his pockets for most of the time, allowed play to play on, um, brought back advantages when he needed to. Um, I actually thought it was pretty well officiated other than that one VAR call, um, which ultimately had no bearing on the outcome of the game. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, just going I think, handball uh, or not, to me that wasn't handball. You guys all agree? Uh, purely because of where his hand's tucked into his body, where's it going to go? Yeah, he's, yeah already, he's trying to turn away from it anyway. Yeah, he's, he's, he's turning away from it. It's already behind his body. There's literally, other than cutting his arm off, there's nothing he can do to stop that ball from hitting his hand. It's yeah. not like it's... It's not like it's two, three metres away even. It's it's a metre and a half away, the ball's from from boot to hand. So, um, And he's doing everything he can to not let it hit his arm. He literally did try to do yeah. everything he could. And, like, there, there were a few slight, slightly half-hearted or more, slightly more than half-hearted penalty shouts. And your victory, you're going to be shouting for that. But no one was complaining after seeing it. They're not even the victory fans because they knew that it's just not there. And if you're paying those as penalties, then yeah, the sports you, you, you might as, you might <laughs> as well dead. you might as well start cutting arms off because you're not going to be able to play. <laughs> um, Do we walk around as people with our arms behind our back like this? Yeah, like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Neil had his arm behind his back anyway, so and even then you had it in unnatural position. Even if he, <laughs> even if he had it by his side, yeah, yeah. Nah, you can't you can't get those. So I think that was a good call. Now, in what was the nail in the coffin for a deflated victory, Connor Payne legs it past uh, and gets deep um, past the defences and passes to Dylan Wenzel-Halls, who slides the ball in for a 99th-minute goal. And our bay went freaking mental. Should I just get the banner going? Should I just do it now, guys? Yeah, just, just get the appreciation <laughs> up there. Do it. There it is. With, oh. I also want to start with, Jay and I called this last week on the pod. We said if we were up, Victor would be throwing everything to try and get the win and they'd get caught with an empty net. Yeah. And it was they an did. Net. It was a half-empty net. Oh, well, Kevin missed. still come way out. He, was out, of the, he was out of the box, essentially. I'm going to be a pessimist and say it was net half-empty. Uh, so rather than but he was coming out to do it. But we did call yeah. that would happen. It'd be the counter on the other way. It'd go just slotted in nicely. Bang, done, game over. Well, although Caliber's not a great keeper. He's a shit keeper anyway, honest. so it's not. It, he's probably not going to stop that anyway. If he was Jamie Young, they probably would be in the position <laughs> we are in. But hang on, you've got to get the banner ready again. Celebrations with that. An injured Nikolai Top or Stanley, Stanley. Runs, runs and celebrates with everyone. Oh, I <laughs> hang on, hang on. Hang on. I've got something for this. Oh, yeah, I am. You mean Coppo Stanley, this guy? Oh, the sign MTS match ball. Runs the length. Beautiful. Beautiful. But not only he did, 
Uh, Jamie Young also ran from the other goalposts to celebrate as well. Like, mm-hmm. that was a stacks on, like, Rizzo's on there. Like, that is, like, you know those heartwarming moments? Actives going crazy. The plays are going crazy. Oh, Everyone's exhausted. Ryan, Ryan Scott's on. Diamante's on. Injured again, you know. Um, these injured players are probably doing more damage to themselves <laughs> because they're so excited. Yeah. Uh, Seth yeah. Squally was there as well. Like, it was mm-hmm. great. Like, Absolute scenes. Oh. And everyone involved oh. was involved. Oh, That's the beautiful thing. Everyone involved in the club was involved. Yeah, even Aloisi right on the pitch. Yeah. You should go and yellow he's... card for that. <laughs> Hey, and he's no, he should. He's allowed to celebrate that. Exactly. Oh, well, there was another bloke from ours that fell on the pitch. That yeah. um, that was earlier in the game. We won't talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> no. But yeah, there were a few people that ended up on the pitch that they shouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah, a few non-players, non-officials on the pitch. But yeah. um, hey, that's the beauty of the excitement and the adrenaline of the game. But obviously, that was the sealer. Obviously, uh, well, my dad, my dad was actually thirty seconds ahead watching the match oh. on his TV. So, and he'd been taking the piss, knowing that he was thirty seconds ahead, and he was saying things like, "Oh, Vic- oh, victory of scored. Oh, oh no!" But he was ob- like, obviously half yeah. ass. So I knew I could tell he was taking the piss out of me. And then all of a sudden, he's gone. Oh, they've scored! They've scored! Um, Wenzel, Wenzel scored. Obviously, he's got no idea. Yeah. I'm like, you're taking the piss. And then I realised, hang on, he doesn't know any players. He actually We're on a break. This. And then as soon as he, I've seen, as soon as I've realised that, I've seen pain break through, and I've gone absolutely off my rocker. So that was honestly that that was when we knew we were going through. That was when it was like, so, you know, solidify. And that's when the victory fans started pouring. Well, they were already pouring out by that point. Oh, a few, but that's when they were leaking. <laughs> they were leaking out, trickling, and then they started trickling, pouring out, trickling to pouring. But in, but who can blame them? That no. was game over. Yeah. But in I don't, fairness, they, look, in their fairness, they did have one call like section that did stay even well they after. They and they, like, they had their players come up again. Melbourne Victory have a like, especially this season, have had a good relationship between fans and the players, and it's good to see that their players did that for the last game of the season as well. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. Whilst we were all like off chop, Leo Lacroix come up. I know uh, Ryan Scott come and said hi to oh, you. Leo. He ended up on the with the, with the speedo sunnies. It was grass. We got a couple yeah. of nice photos. Ryan was I very very. His head. You What's that? Oh, you patted his head. Nice. Uh, yeah, while well, he was also, hugging you, I'm like patting his head. Yeah. I don't know who was actually touching me at the point because <laughs> I probably had like 20 people on top of me, like everyone else did. It was it was mental. My grandma was in there with us. She's she's 76 at the end of the year, and she she was having a ball as well. She was, it was loving it. She was an loving amazing it. experience. Shout out, shout out to Luce. Yeah, and Luce Dennis, is good egg. Luce and Chrissy. Mum was there too, um, so. Good sports. The service crews for any age. Yeah. Just, just quickly back to victory. What a turnaround from season to season that they've had. From their worst ever season, their first ever wooden spoon, to almost to being within touching distance of a grand final, is a good thing for the league because like anyone can do it. Um, we've seen um, Newcastle do it as well. So it's like um, 
you know, unfortunately, there's teams that just have been a bit cursed, like Wellington, yeah. that have never made a grand final. Look, it's the beauty of the league, though, mm. and it's the beauty of what I feel and a lot of Australians know as Australian sport. It's not like a lot of overseas sports <clears throat> where there's those dominant teams constantly. There is that turnaround, and even though some teams have a better chance than others, you, you're always in with the chance, which mm. which I think excites fans more. And if... If our sport was like it was overseas and victory and Sydney and City were dominating year in, year out, and it was consistent, I feel like the league would probably die. So it's a good thing that it is the way that it is. It, it, and, and it's also important. Um, th these wins are very, very special. We might not see another one of these for 10 years. We might not ever see another one. We you could be just be extremely unlucky. We could, be, we could turn into that team. So that's why it is incredibly important for us to get down there and support the boys on Saturday. You might never see this again. We might see it five times in the next ten years, but we don't know. You can't. It's coming, and we have to. We have to. You've got to be there. Not don't. And if you don't want to go there for the team, go there for yourself to watch the first ever All Victorian Grand Final. It's history. And that was going to be the next point I get to. Props for Victoria dominating the A-League this season. Even though it's victory in City, we've got a rivalry with them. They've got a rivalry with each other. It's great to see the three Victorian teams flourishing, especially and because two of the three of us finished in the bottom three last season, even though City did win. Yeah, and it's the um, it's the Southern States League as well. Mm. <laughs> we might as well call it with Adelaide doing, you know, yeah. Going on a seven-game tear at the end of the season to almost and be within touch. Oh, well, he's kind of in final. line with this too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and um, you know, they they almost got. They were in touching distance. They had a goal up on City, but and, and Adelaide have had a fantastic season as mm. well. They they were pretty unlucky in their first few games where they copped those draws, but they've been one of the teams to watch this season. And I said at the start of the season. I actually tipped them to win the whole thing, and I said, watch out for these guys. They are dangerous. So congrats to Adelaide as well for doing so well and reaching the semifinal and being in there till extra time. Yeah, and, you know, all the teams made it a great final series. Wellington and, and CCM um, also put up included. a great... Let's hope it's a great game. Well, honestly, let's not hope it's a great game. Let's hope Western absolutely roll uh, <laughs> City on the weekend, but so for five now. Um, I wouldn't mind that, but I don't think it will be. I think it'll be a great game with plenty of attacking, because um, I, well, yeah, we'll we'll get into that, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. 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 A, a great way to a, a great way to go. And that 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 the end the final few minutes of that our last match was our well, our second last match of the season. Is it was a great way to go into our last match of the season. I think that ending on such a high is only going to do wonders for us. Before we get into the thing, I'd like to ask a question. Noting, like, regardless of the result this weekend coming, are you excited for next season? Yes. I'm, I'm excited for every season. We got smacked at the for six games in a row at the end of last season. And, I was still and we were excited still for excited this for this season. Yeah, um, nothing's ever going to change. And that's, that's what the club needs. And that's what the club has a lot of diehard supporters that whether we finish first or last, we're going to be there round one, ready to support our team for the next season and try and get the boys going for a good year ahead. So the thing is, players will come and go as well. It's always going to happen in the A-League. But I think we've already, with people like, um, even at the start, Mark Rudin, now John Aloisi, who's putting his stamp on the team. You've got Connor Payne. 
uh, Josh, Josh Rooster, Ryan Scott, I've got Jerry's guitar, Diamante. We've got we got uh, now now the new blood like Kilkenny. There's still even um, more Tomoki's been there from nearly the start as well. We've built a culture, and I think culture in football is what will win you or bring you success because the I can guarantee the one reason City are up there still is Patrick Kisnorbo. He's been around that club since uh, for 2013, 14. Exactly. Like he that. knows how it works. And um, as much as I don't like City, I've got nothing but respect for Kisnorbo yeah. um, for what he's done for that club. Um, so building something like that, uh, if we can continue to, to do that, um, next season should be a successful one as well. Um, now, before note, you do player votes, yeah, you go. Sorry, you go first. Before we go to player say, votes, I'd just like to we, say what you, no, go. you go. You, you know, you go. <laughs> you sure? You go. No, no. no. All right. Look, I'm going to end on one last positive note. Uh, I'd like to congratulate Victory on their treble. For the last three years, they have finished as the third best Victorian club. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. So Melbourne um, boys are still number one at being number three. Amazing. Good little shithousery there. Now, I just to have, on a side note, we have Jamie Young next season. We do. I knew that. Yep. Yeah, I'm just Let's saying how just good is that? We also keep Ryan Scott next season too. That's going to be a hard – I think, yeah, Jamie like, – It will Scott be a tough will, one. Yeah, that's, it I think it'll be – Yeah, to have him. He'd, he'd be, what, 28 then? We'll, we'll talk about – Ah, no, he's still a couple. Of, he'd be twenty-seven. Uh, we'll talk about this. I think, yeah, that's that another problem for another day. Yeah, let's get into vote. Let's get into votes, guys. We've had a big episode already today. Player of the year, and this is already decided. But we gave uh, Leb gave three points to Prio, two points to Wales, one points to Young. Jay, you gave three to Prio, two to Young, one to Dylan Halls. Kels gave three to Prio, two to Wales, one to Dylan Halls. Scott gave the same as you. I gave three to Prio, two to Kilkenny, who I think is underappreciated in my opinion. Uh, he's been so crucial to us, and I probably crapped on about it too much, and one to Wales. Also, we didn't mention Kilkenny broke down in tears at the end of that game because he, like, like our coach, has sacrificed being with his family for the last 10 months to play for Western United. Well, I kind of wanted to bring him up in what I wanted to mention as well because I wish I could have given a 5-4-3-2-1 this game because it felt unfair not to give Kilkenny or Dylan Wenzel Halls any votes. Yeah, and, and for me, if it was Young and Kilkenny, for me, like, there was no... Yeah, it's crazy. It was too like, hard to jam in the They were all so good. Yeah. It's, uh, so, like, I just want to acknowledge the, the sacrifice some of these players make. Well... Um, I didn't realize till last week's presser that um, Eloise's family is still back in Queensland. Kilkenny's mm. family has come out last week. They're still in WA and they've had such, such tight border restrictions. They've not been able to visit at all. So I really appreciate the contributions they've made to our club and for the sacrifices. But let's get on to votes. So that seemed like a very positive segue and I didn't want it to be that way. Uh Oh, so we do the maps for Tuesday as well? Nah, it's no, we're scrapping that. Yeah, yep. that. Uh, so Jamie Sorry, Young is still Jamie's Sorry. Young is still fifty points up, but Alexander Previch, due to his like he's had twenty two votes in the last three games. He's coming second on eighty five. He's jumped Listicker. Uh, third, we have Stephen Listicker tied with Lockie Wales on seventy seven. 
Fourth, we have Leo Lacroix on 72. Fifth, we have Neil Kilkenny on 59. Sixth, we have Joshy Risden on 57. Seventh, we have Connor Payne on 55. Eighth, we have Ben Garuccio on 51. Ninth is Topper Stanley on 43. And tenth is Tomoki Amai on 28. How good is that spread? It shows. They've all pulled great votes this season. The spread is probably better than we have had in other seasons. I know the scores were different because there weren't always the voting styles in the first. Mm. But that just shows that the whole team has been really, really consistent. Yeah, like we've got votes across the board. Like I, I often will give debutants like the one vote as a bit of a like a to spread it out a bit more. But Not Benny Collins. Uh Bozanovsky, um, shout out Bozanovsky. Had a good innings as well when he was on. For the, I just I can't shut up about this game. It was amazing. But oh, no. we should probably any any final comments because it was a once in a lifetime moment for all of us. Anyone want to find? Be be there, there on Saturday. Be there on Saturday, and it will be better than last week, which was the best week. Okay, guys. Does that mean we're getting into the grand, grand fucking fucking final? final. The old big dance, <laughs> which is on Saturday, the 28th of the 5th, Western United will be taking on Melbourne City, who have had a consistent season uh, and whom we've had a bit of a rivalry for top spot for a good portion of the season with. Uh, Western have found form and are bolstered with a great attacking combina- combination and a still resilient and amazing defence. How do you guys think we'll line up in this duel of the fates, similar to last week? I can't see anything different unless there's – look, I wouldn't take Skatardis out personally, but I can't see anything different unless there's a return for, let's say, Rene Krim or Stephen Lustica uh, wasn't injured that badly once he came on. If if Stephen Lustica's fit, he will be playing. I don't believe he'll be fit from the start, though. He he got subbed off injured. Exactly. So I – I, well, saw you got something. What I've heard in the yeah, what I've heard in the grapevine is what it was soreness from the previous injury. Let's hope that it was just soreness because if he's available to start this week and fit enough, he will. I, Otherwise, it'll be exactly the same. I'd say. I don't think you risk him. I think he's an impact sub, and I think Jerry has to start. Yeah, um, he's yeah, purely look, and it's a pure luck. Because there's a lot of players that I would start pick oh, over. Rene Crim's injured too. I would pick I would pick Crin over Skatardis, and I would pick Diamante, obviously. But and that's not a slight on Jerry at all. No, but no. he's gonna he's been consistent. He's been there, and he will be there on um on, on Saturday, Saturday, I believe. I believe. Look, Aloisi has been consistent. He hasn't made. Sorry, you keep going. Sorry, yeah, just quickly. Um, attacking wise, we were brilliant with Jerry in the squad. And I think Lustica fit um, could definitely bolster us late in the game. So definitely, I'm, I'd be very happy to have Lustica waiting in the wings on Saturday. And I definitely see him coming on if he's I'm very positive. Uh, if he's well, way. I'm, I'm yeah. positive regardless who starts in that last midfield position because obviously Neil will be there, bar some mm-hmm. freak injury, touch wood uh, in training. Yeah, so look, and Aloisi's been consistent all year. It doesn't make wholesale changes for the sake of it. He tends to be fairly consistent. It's only if there's a better option available who's fit, they get it. But I think based on last week's game, I'd say we're pretty much starting with the same 11. 
Yeah, I believe so. Do, do you think um, we we start with Dylan Wenzel Halls and Previc up front, Wallace? Yes, I think this is such an effective means for attacking. He not only is that good for us from just those two players, but they're able to rotate and shift around and work with Lockie Wales, as we we're talking about. And I'm going to get it up again. The hyphenated surname appreciation alert. There's a fluidity between all of those and Connor Payne as well. You can see even Dylan Wenzel Halls and Priovich can drop into those wide positions if we're rotating while Payne and Wales can push forward and be in those main Bloody positions. It's it's a rotating front four, which is beautiful, but then you've got players like, look, I know Payne. Wales isn't as good defensively, but you've got Payne who played at left wing back for us for the past two seasons. So he's got this defensive qualities and offensive capabilities as well. And you've got Rizdo covering and covering Lockie on the other side. Not to mention someone we've completely neglected this whole podcast. Benny. Ben Garuccio had an absolute yes. blinder. Oh. And then, look, he had one of those games where it was like... A quiet, beautiful game. Yeah. Like solid. Yeah. Oh. It was like... Um, if, uh, is it... Is it uh, no. Who's... Um, Who's the guy that the Greek from Greek mythology that holds the the world on his back? Oh, uh, um, uh, it's not Atlas, Atlas. Atlas. He was Atlas for us. You couldn't see him, but he was there holding everything together. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I was going to say it's poetry in motion. He just essentially though, Tomoki was brilliant. Like mm. I can't fault any one of our players except, as you said before, Leo for the free kick. But that's nitpicking. I, yeah. Everyone he was a beast the rest of the so, game. A quick shout out to every single one of our players that played that game. But yeah. um, quickly, just on that back line, I think Tomogi starts uh, because of his yeah. pace. And Topol's still injured. Yeah, Topol's still injured. Crin's still injured. But Tomogi's so fast. Yeah. He has to stay on. Well, Crin only started that <clears> centre back <throat> game because we had the, other, the others out. Yeah. But um, obviously, uh, looking at City. They've pretty much got the Aussie national team or at one point or the other, they've all been in the front three for the Aussie national team. You've got McLaren, you've got Lecky, you've got Naboo. Why did that happen? <laughs> uh, they're all up, up front. Um, obviously, I said Amai for his pace to negate those three. You've also got Tilio who can come on um, if he doesn't another, start. Another soccer. Another soccer, if not. Kolakowski as well. Yeah, Kolakowski. Another Oliver. No, he's um, North Macedonian. Oh, yeah, he did change it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North Macedonian. Um, so, um, obviously, we've got... Quick, quick thing. The soccer is a shit, so we should beat him. Yeah. We should beat him. The soccer is a crap. What? That is the hottest I'm take. I'm going to UAE game expecting we don't even win that one. <laughs> I want to see UAE make the World Cup because we don't deserve it. The soccer is a shit. They don't deserve to win, make the World Cup, and they don't deserve to win the A League. Well, we know how Caleb thinks. How do you boys think we'll go in our sparring match against the Socceroos up back? Kelsey, you go. Look, I think we've got a solid back line. I think we've we've played them against them what three times now, and we haven't lost this season. I believe it was two wins and a draw from memory, and one goal conceded. Yeah, I I think we know how to hold them. I think. We don't need to change anything up. We know what they hold. They know what we hold. It'll just be who blinks first. And I think no, our defence is solid. And looking at the goals Jamie Young considered in the final series, good luck getting getting one by him anyway. And you look at Tom Glover. 
Mm. Who's more likely yeah. to make it? Just and I hope this doesn't, me saying this doesn't come back to bite us in the ass. But who do you guys believe is more likely to make an error? Tom Glover well, or Jamie Young? Well, how many know. clean sheets is it now for, was it for Jamie Young? Is it 11? Uh, it's yeah, 11. Out, he's, he's out right regardless. That's what I mean. He's, yeah. he's double anybody. And I think that shows throughout the course of the season. I'm backing him in because he's given me. You know, 27 games of proof prior to, or 28 games prior of proof prior to this. And it's, it's also worth worth mentioning, like, you have a look at how we finished our game. We started well, had a bit of a shitty period in the middle, but only got stronger. City came on very strong towards the end against Adelaide, but Adelaide fell away they completely. They, they, were made, they were too tired. Their, their subs were atrocious. They were bad, and City capitalised, and still could only score two goals. One of them, uh, pretty one great, of them off the back of goal. it was a good goal, but it was off the back of some poor defending. Mm. And the second one was straight up uh, Jakobsen passing the ball mm. back to them, and then being yeah, able to score. Weak. I I think I think we've got. I think we can beat them up both ends. We have to look at consistency I, I, as well, and that's the thing. A lot of a lot of other football fans on social media and elsewhere, you see them saying. Weston can only win 1-0. Oh, sloppy wins, blah, blah, blah. Level of consistency. This has got a Leicester City story going about it. And I remember talking to Scotty saying 1-0 wins aren't going to be enough. They haven't been enough, and it wouldn't have been enough this week. But guess what? That was a 4-1 win, Scotty. Mm. 4-1. If we can produce anything like we did last week, if we can score... I, honestly, no, if we I, play I, like we did last week, we will win. I think if we score three goals this week, there's nothing City can do. Because they will and not. I'll put it this way: that first three. leg against Victory, even the way we were playing, we could have easily scored two to three in that game too. That was an even game. Look, we didn't speak and about that, it much, obviously, because it was. Look at the end of that; it was a bit boring. It was a stalemate. Both teams defended well, and it took a worldie. Yeah, and but we could have. But in any other game, that could have easily been two to three goals to us, or two to three goals to them in a different game against a different team. The exactly. attacking intent for both sides was there in both legs. Yep. All right. And that's well, something people haven't seen from us. While we're talking about scores, boys, our last one for the season, score predictions for the oh, A-League I have Rams Scotty's final. score prediction too. Yeah, do you want to give Scotty us first. Scotty's first? And then Scotty's we'll go predicted. So Scotty's predicted 2-1. They score first. Okay. Now... I have gone a similar margin, so two to so he's obviously he's tipping the boys in green and black. Again, I am tipping the boys in green and black. I've also got two one, but I believe we score first. I even think we may even score the first two goals before they even score one. I think they might just get like a late one while we're too busy celebrating in the ninety odd minute. That seems more likely to me than Scotty's, honestly. Wallace, Wallace. Okay, goal a palooza. Like this is going to be insane. It's going to be nail biting. It's going to age me ten years. Three, two, both teams score within the first thirty. City up at half time, then kind of park the bus. We come in, get the leveler around the sixty. Final goal around the eighty-five, and um, then I can't, I black out drunk for the rest of the day. That's the. You go next. No. no. <laughs> No, you go next. Any thoughts on that? I, uh, I just think it's a good Hang time. on. You go. I'll go. Caleb's just told me his. A bit more climactic than mine. But I'm going to go 
one nil Western United. Oh, the bread and butter. Previous to score inside the first 20 minutes. And for us to to grind out the Welly game. Like the Welly game. I like the Welly game. Score early, hit them hard, hit them fast. Still beat the brakes off them for the game, but we we just can't seem to score. But um, I, I I see it. I, I I reckon we doubled the amount of shots they have. I I'm not even kidding. I reckon we or, or sorry. I reckon we doubled the crosses into the box that they they get. Caleb, my prediction <coughs> is three votes. Jamie Young, nil all. He pulls off worldies and wins it in pens for us. <laughs> oh. Yes. This is just fantasy heart, booking. That's all this my is. My heart might fucking explode. It, I, it, those scenes, though. <laughs> those scenes. Jeez. But I'm stressing thinking about that scenario. Dude, got, that's what I, I believe. I've got 20 hands thinking. If, that, if, that, if we come to that scenario... I don't know what is going to happen. I, I, I might die then. then we there. won't even make the Champions League final afterwards. We'll just drop. Yeah. <laughs> but that is my very, very, uh, very, 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 I don't even have a, I'm trying to find a word for it. It's just a crazy, 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 crazy. Let's hope it doesn't happen. I will but check into a nursing home after this if that happens because I'll be freaking 60. I feel like I need to now, thinking about it. That's, the past two days, I've just been... I've seen too I can't many, get it together I've seen it. too many penalty shootouts recently and I'm not enjoying it, but I think that just about rounds off our probably the most so, intense and best preview. Sorry, Kelsey. Last note on that, Heart Clinics in the Western Suburbs, be ready for some business. If that comes oh, to fruition. Yeah. Going to need some defibs and the crew. No bar tab. Just spend, drop the two, three grand on some defibrillators and leave them there. If anyone's got some paramedic out. friends, we need you in the crew on the night. Man, that's, that's hard out. I, I don't I couldn't handle that. Um, oh, I've just I, got I, feel, I don't want it to be. I want us to win 4-0 and just to be comfortable, honestly, and just us have a party for the whole game. I, I, I see goals happening. Like, yeah, I, I think... Uh, that's why I said five goals. I think it's going to be Golapalooza. They got McLaren. They got Lecky Nabu. We've got, we've found our goals like this late in the season. Just an interesting stat before I forget. They have not beaten us since Jan 16, 2021. Not bad. We've had one draw and two wins since then. <coughs> that had to be one draw and three. Yeah, sorry, and my yeah, apologies. Revenge for the first one draw season. Apologies. Where that pen shouldn't have been a pen. Yeah, yeah. So three goals, uh, three wins, one tie. So four games. Yeah, because I say Brandon was at one of those because that was the game where we broke the duck against them. Yeah. Yes. So very that sick. Was, Apologies. Yeah, um, but yeah, going to be a ripper. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to Anthony Ashton. He will be in attendance. Yes. The man, the myth, the mustache will be there. Another one I do believe that moved away that we need to give a shout-out to that should be making it down is our old mate, Corey Hall. Corey Hall! Fucking nice! We've missed him, moved into state to pursue other opportunities, but he's he's a Westie through and through. And the final shout-out to who's coming to the game that we're glad, that's you, 
you, the West United fan, you're coming to the game. All you're getting you, in on every, every one, single one. Every single one of you. We love you all and and the players and the club and the staff all love you. Yeah, and oh, if, you're actually, if you're over 18, I've come up to me and smooch on the lips for coming to the game. As I've long got as you one don't for you. <laughs> the, the unofficial sixth member and missing member of the pod will be inactive this weekend. Yeah. Oh, and that is that it's not a first, but it's a rarity. It's a It's a rarity. This will be the first time the whole pod's been together. Time for a game. Time for a photo. Get a photo. <laughs> Fucking oath. Fuck. Oh, also, quick shout out anyone. If uh, anybody is going to watch the Champions League final. There will be plenty of Western Service crew, crew fellas in the CBD that night, probably at Federation Square. Uh, go you Reds. We'd like to see you all there as well because it's just going to be an amazing night of football in general. Mm. But it's all going to kick off with us. Exactly. Winning you the know, big one. It all starts with us winning the big one. So, so on that note, get down there. Tickets are on sale now to the general public. I got mine today. I think it was $54 plus booking fee. Do you get a bunch of yours together at Lessons, the booking fee, Disney and Kelsey? It's much easier. Yes, it does. So that's very good. Get in there. It's affordable. It's not too bad at all. How cheap is that for a grand final? Put it this way. Try going to the AFL grand final, even the NRL grand final. How cheap is that? Standing only. My whole life. In 2019, standing only. MCG for Richmond, 189 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. That's the cheapest you can get, I, isn't it? The, I, I could yeah. only scalp tickets, and I've been a Richmond fan my whole life. I just didn't get in the lottery as a member, and the cheapest ticket for me was uh, $500 to go by myself. No family, no one there. Divide that by 10, and you're, and you're coming to the Western game. I've got, I got something I'd like to say. there. My family West. would be ashamed if I was a Richmond fan, so let's just keep moving. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Hey, it was a rough Saturday for you after the uh, – for you Dons fans after the uh... – yeah, <laughs> That's all right. The Cavs had a good one. Yeah. Against so the, the, I guess now, the other guys. Now, let's get, on, let's get on to it. So, tickets are on sale. The West Un, uh, Service crew and West United fans are all welcome at the pregame club, which is the Richmond Club Hotel. We all get there. We talk. We sing. It's really great community. This is family friendly. There will be drinking, drinking a few people drinking the beers, but it's is all inclusive. Everyone is welcome. Let's get down and paint the town great green black. Great oh, amazing food. food. Well. Great range. Awesome meal. Great range of beers. <clears throat> Just a great venue all around. Awesome pump yeah, stuff. Exactly. It's this is part of the community that we as Western United fans are building, and I love it. Uh, and it's a short walk from the stadium. Exactly. It's what, a short three, walk from... Three, four hundred. Oh, maybe a, 800 metres. It's about a 10-minute walk from the stadium. Yeah. It's Very minutes. Five minutes from Richmond Station, 10 from the ground. Five, here's the thing. We all walk to the, the ground together. They're singing. Um, there is security, so you don't have to worry you, if they're... If, if you're worried about any issues happening as well, it is a completely safe experience. There's singing, there's chanting. It's a, it's beautiful. It's the sort of thing that you do see overseas that those sorts of clubs are built up. So be there. And it's and once again, it's family inclusive. You, everyone it's is welcome. It's a beautiful part of the beautiful game. Exactly. It's the community that we build around it. Um, now, 
did you guys want to get onto a bit of around the grounds? But yeah, get to the freaking game. There's one thing I want to share with you guys. Do it. What do you what guys do you think share? of the well, A League All Stars kit? I think it is freaking schmick. I like it? it. I like it. Um, I'm still considering getting one, but I would have been more likely to get one if we didn't make the grand final and one of our players play. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. That's, that's the thing. Like I know our players. We had a few players announced in it. Um, actually, how does the Jamie Young one look? Well, like they got uh, not the Jamie Young because he won't be playing, obviously. But they've got Kurto. They got Kurto. They do now, which yep. He probably deserves it too. If it wasn't for his injury, he'd probably still be at the club. Yeah. Uh, they also have Qual. I had a quick look at the people available earlier because I'm like, I'm not a big kit guy. I have one other kit that isn't ours, which was a brilliant birthday gift from our friend Kelsey over there, which is the Ajax Three Little Birds. It is amazing. Um, You've got that? Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. Jeez. I couldn't get I that anywhere. I wanted one. So they did a second release and I jumped like I like, Put my name down, registered for it, bought it. So uh, Nick Wallace and I all have one. That's so That's good. Beautiful. That's probably the best kit released in the last ten years. That is it beautiful. is a gorgeous kit. I had I had to get it. Just had to get it. I was just yeah, on it's... for a slash, but I don't know if anyone's this. This looks like a PSG clean away kit. This no, one. a Real Madrid kit. That's Real I love Madrid. It. I I. Yeah. I, I I don't know why it's got a. I don't know why it's got a star up the top. It looks like the the seven sided star or whatever. We because one of our clubs has won the Champions League. Is that why it is? Won the Champions League. We get stars if we teams get stars when they win the. Champions I know. I know why we get stars. I don't know why this team has a star. Was I wouldn't be surprised if it's because of West Sydney. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense to me. But this is we're the all stars. Yeah, Yeah. oh, true. But they shouldn't. (laughs) Actually, that makes more sense. But um, yeah, this is a beautiful kit. I'm tempted to get this, and I'm not a kit guy. Uh, I have a few West United kits, but um, yeah, this is freaking schmicker. I just want to talk about that. Um, it's gorgeous, it's sexy. Yeah. Um, on a separate note, a number of play like we're in the like release season of the um of like, the end part of the season. Yeah. Um, Sydney have like dumped a heap of people. S- surprising, Max Burgess Such. isn't on that list, which I was kind of hoping he was out of spite. Um, but for me, probably the big one is Wellington Phoenix. They've dumped a couple Gael. of people. Gael Sandoval. That for me is a big, we need a new Diamante because I don't, I'm happy to be wrong, but I don't see Diamante being a big part of our club next season. I think um, Sandoval is a big get. Can mm. I say one quick thing about Diamante? I would not be surprised if he stays. However, I'm not expecting him to be a player. Yeah, but that's, yeah. I'm expecting to if he does want to stay in Australia, he won't go to another club. He'll be with us in a coaching role of, or at least some role of some capacity. Do you know what he I'd like to even, see him do? Oh, you go, you go. I was gonna say or he could even be like as a depth, like depth to the squad, just be a player coach. Where his primary role is to be the the coaching, but if we need depth or something, he he'll be there like to be able to play as well. Come off the bench, that sort of thing. Yeah, back, yeah. back to Wellington. Um, they even though they've let a few go, it hasn't been as bad as recent years where they've lost, you know, players like Davila and all that. 
and you know Max Burgess, Max Burgess, Philip Curdo, you know, um, they've lost you a lot mean, of like games. Everyone home. when they call their coach, yeah. Like so, it could be most of those boys cut. Mm, it, it could be a lot worse for them than it actually is. But Sandoval and Satirio as well. That was a, that's that's it's a, a big one. But it's not the biggest, but it is a big one. They're keeping Piscopo. But they got they lost. They, they, yeah, they got Piscopo. He's good. They lost Hooper, McGarry, Bozanowski, Mog, and Ott. Mm. That's like yeah. a, a few of those big names. They didn't really feature too much towards the end of the Hooper, season. Hooper, not bad. Uh, McGarry could have done better. Mm. Yeah, they've still got the core. However, they've lost their flair. That's what I feel. Uh, Mark Rudin. I think Mark Rudin had a much bigger clean out, to be completely honest. Uh, Hemed's gone um, from. But he came. Oh, yeah. No, Sydney. No, 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 he yeah. left the season after, though. No, Hemed. He, he yes. left both he those clubs. He's at Wellington, dude. He was, but he left to go to West Sydney. Yeah, now he's left West Sydney. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He's left Western Sydney. That's oh, I, I, I thought, that. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Mark Rudin no, at Wellington. Mark Rudin yeah. has just had to deal with another clean out um, at Western Sydney this time. So uh, he's got Emmett now. Emmett's gone. So. But you look at these teams that um, are doing clean out. Wellington's a surprising one because they had a relatively good season. But the other ones you expected, Sydney, older, older mm, team. They needed uh, to change things up. Just, quick, just quickly, not good. Valentino Yule also so big. He's a big one. We need him back. Bring him, Bring back. him home. Bring him home. He's been cut. And honestly, wouldn't surprise me uh, seeing him at West def- Sydney. Definitely picking up Western Sydney with Roods. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I I think there's a few ex Rudin uh, kids on the cards for West Sydney next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I believe there's a few of them. Better not touch Skatardis. Don't even look at him, Roods. No, no, that's not one. I believe there's a couple, a few others though. Yeah, I can't find the list, but they've lost heaps. Hemed's gone, which he's he was good. I I don't think he he was better for Wellington though. Yeah, yeah. better. For but Wellington. they had so many issues. Like they were just jet slight this like for most of the season. Then they got Rudan in. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know how Margush has stayed, but um, their keeper. Yeah. But uh, they've kept their first choice keeper for now, so yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't have anything else, guys. This is a very long podcast. Um, do you guys want to... Carded? Do you uh, guys have any cards? I've got, got red cards for anyone that doesn't come to the... Uh, if you were, if you, if you call yourself a Western fan and you don't come down to the uh, granny, that's a red card. Yeah. That's also a red card of mine, but a red card to Tyrone Mings because he's shocking. He should not make the World Cup. <laughs> And tickets aren't expensive to the game on the weekend. The lower, the cheapest um, adult ticket is a Category D, which is forty dollars for an adult, hundred bucks for a family, two adults, four ju- juniors. Like it's pretty. Can't even go to the movies for a hundred bucks. You can probably find your way into the crew with those tickets as well. Yeah, you, we'll let you in, provide you in the good colours. But yeah, come one, come all. We're we're all accepting of West United family at the pre-game in the away bay. Let's have some fun. Let's put our stamp on this season. Yeah. Any other final comments? Let's go. Let's fucking go. Just let's do Dude, it. Get yeah. the fuck in. Yeah. All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? All West, aren't we? No jokes. Epstein, no, no Epstein jokes? No jokes. All West, aren't we? He'll, he'll be back after we win the final. Yeah.